0: Pandora's box is about to open wide. wide. Welcome once again to Pandora's box, ladies and gentlemen. We're bringing you the third ever hillbilly edition.
1: Oh my word! The third ever <laughs> oh, hillbilly
0: yeah. edition of Pandora's Darn box. Tootin'. Oh, oh, why, there I am. There why, I am. <laughs> why I hear you ask? Well, because we felt like it. That's why. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've had a nice weekend, and we hope you're going to have a nice week. Kicking off the week on this uh, fine Monday evening with uh, your truly Pandora box lads. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we'd go by um, the alias of, uh, well, your truly Obadiah painting whistle Bullwinkle over all here, right. the mayor of uh, Winkletown. That's right. And obviously we got Drewster La Rooster, Drewster the Bear. Drew. Oh, um, right. But obviously it's uh, <laughs> it's the Redneck Edition. That's the one I was looking for. I said the Hillbilly Edition. Yeah, mm, the, the Redneck Edition. It's, it's all you know, redneck edition just comes off the tongue a bit oh, better yeah, my oh, this yeah, is man. a
2: good word.
0: So um if those of you that have seen the uh, the previous redneck editions will know <laughs> that um this week I'm gonna be uh Cletus Jackson. All oh darn to Yeah, right back, right back, right back yeah. at you. Clayton oh, yeah. Jackson's in the house. Yeah. Jacksonville, General, California. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, yeah. baby. And um to the right of me who usually is born we got um Stretch McCoy. Stretch McCoy here mm, for who's... your needs and services, ladies and gents. He's the youngest boy of my uh, second cousin Delilah. That is right. Um is and right. over here we got um uh fresh out of the freaking uh the, the sheriff's department we got got um, Deputy Raymond Jr.
2: Raymond Jr.
0: Oh who uh, very Swear kindly man. has taken time off from his duties mm-hmm. um, hunting outlaws down in the wild bio. buffalo. And buffalo down in the bio. Mm-hmm. What have the buffalo done to make you want to arrest them? They've been them?
2: wild, man.
0: They've been too <laughs> wild. wild, They've been wild been, out in the wild. They've been Dang. running freak, causing a muck. Mm-hmm. Causing havoc. Causing a ruckus. Darn so too. Deputy Raymond's been chasing them night mm-hmm. and day on horseback. Mm-hmm. Riding off through the bios. Catching them naughty buffaloes. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks everyone for joining us this week. Do you know what? You just reminded me of something. What's going on, man? Um, I heard recently, did you know that but buffalo can r- run surprisingly fast. hmm Oh, my. I can't remember the exact... Um, I might have to quickly
1: look this up. It just made the me think of it. The speed of the buffalo. Let's have a look quickly. I
0: can attest to the that. The speed of a buffalo. Cow can fast. it
1: outrun the water voles? That's my question. Mm, well, man, all, they can. They as, can. They're they so can. much bigger. If,
2: if they were the size of a water vole, they would not outrun the water bowl. I right, can tell right, you that. Right. But uh, yeah. seeing as they are a larger creature... Uh, yeah, got they, bigger they, legs. Yeah, they they go, man. Mm. They go thirty five miles per hour. They go. Oh that's my. super
0: fast for an animal. That's essentially a tank on legs. Yeah, man. They they heavy oh beasts. My. That's a you wouldn't want one of them plowing into your four by four. Mm. Plowing I mean, you in any your, way into your sports utility vehicle.
2: No, man. be by not, a truck. It'd be not be a vehicle anymore. Be lights out. <laughs> it'd be a pile of trash. Be lights
0: <laughs> out. Have you ever seen those videos of those uh, foolish tourists in Yellowstone provoking Park? Provoking the water buffalo? Well, they're not. They're, that's not provoking. The, the They're not that. water Just driving
2: bu- past them? Water
0: buffalo are in, uh, I believe, are in Africa. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. You got water buffalo. We're talking about the, the, the buffalo in America. Buffalo oh, yeah. soldier. In the United <laughs> States of America. God's country.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. <laughs>
0: but have you ever seen those those videos, those silly tourists? And it's like they think that these things are like little cuddly uh like toys or something or like something. They won't go and stroke the
2: buffalo. Well
0: they want their tourists, they're typical mm. tourists. They try and take pictures with the buffalo. But mm. they're like buffalo are essentially bulls on steroids, right? Yeah, man,
2: they muscly creatures.
0: Which is like almost like a doubly steroidal event, anyway, because a mm-hmm. bull is essentially a cow on steroids. Mm-hmm. And then if a buffalo's like a, a a a bull on steroids, Damn. then it's like uh, it's like ten times the steroids, the strength, and the bull of of a cow, mm-hmm. which is a scary creature, you know. Um, but it's like they're they don't su-
2: seem as docile as cows as no, well. No, they're, they're a bit super more angry, mm-hmm.
0: and also they're notoriously dumb. And I mean that with the greatest oh, respect. Okay. But they're essentially just uh, food processing factories. Mm-hmm. They haven't got very developed brains, and because they live in an area that's um, habitated, cohabitated by wolves and bears. They have to be good at defending themselves. Mm-hmm. But where they don't have very big brains, they have very simple mechanisms. If they feel like something is encroaching on this territory and they feel like it could be potentially a threat, they're going to hit first and and not ask questions later. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. So um, is this, is this uh, hooked up to the old... It uh, is, uh, certainly is, it bro. Is. Or, I, I, can, I can get up some... I know because I've watched them for my own amusement in the past. <laughs> Some really hilarious videos of, um, I say hilarious. I mean, obviously, I don't want anybody to get damaged, even if they are foolish enough to encroach mm. upon a buffalo's don't territory. Don't try it at home. But let's face it, you probably had it coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you have, Jimmy, you know mean? don't go near. Don't
2: touch the buffalo. Don't
0: no. go near a, a, an angry, roided up animal <laughs> that's the size of an SUV with freaking horns on its head. And
2: expect to keep your head on your shoulders.
0: It's a wild animal. Mm. In
2: it, it's yeah, the man. wild animal. You're messing with nature, there, bro. Let's Outrage have a look, up.
1: Yellowstone. While you're getting that up, did any of you see the um the video that went viral over the past couple of weeks? What's uh, that? Which there one, was man? was a uh, a woman who mm. decided she was going to walk all the way to the top. Of an Aztec temple. Oh, and very disrespectful! People were not happy. People were not. Oh, damn! Happy. You're not allowed to ride those you uh, know, temples. Uh-uh. No,
0: you're not allowed to go up them because it's like it's like sacred, holy, historical sacred, sites. holy, mm-hmm. historical land. And it's a bit like you're not allowed to climb the pyramids of Egypt, or either, are you? Mm-hmm. No, Deep I know. It. No, but, people um, do do that. They do do it, mm-hmm. but it's a bit naughty. Mm-hmm. But this lady did it brazen in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and was She's almost like, up there. was almost like taunting people. You know,
1: almost mm-hmm. like what, what what happened oh, so you to you the video?
2: I seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but what what happened to her, man? She, did pe- didn't, people just get angry? Did she get arrested
1: and, or something? I saw at the bottom of her, know, people the were not happy. Off her oh, actions. it was it was just yeah. like
2: you know one of those things. People just weren't happy about it. She didn't get like shot or like no uh, no no or chased off the temple. I saw it.
1: she got some water poured oh. over her head. Oh, okay. Well, so um, at least she got some kind of repercussion. Yeah, exactly. That.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: with um, it's you a, know, you got to. The thing is, uh, the that's the least of her problems. She might not potentially mm. be haunted for the rest of her days by the spirits of some Aztec warriors. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, serves the right uh, lady and God rest her soul. When yeah. yeah, you know, you should probably have never of uh, ridden those Aztec temples, you know, <laughs> with Mayan temples. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me get up. so, so just like you know. For anybody that's sensitive, I mean, I'm sure. Let's face it, you can't watch this on the radio, anyway. So if you're watching us on the YouTubes or on the Spotify's, you probably are uh, familiar with the territory.
3: Tonight, so you're probably not so sensitive. Moment, but group look at this <laughs> bison! Oh my god! Oh wolves.
0: my god! Damn. So we're watching day, this this bison. This stupid family gotten just too close to this video video animal. Of it's super angry. Boardwalk. Try and take him out. That's a big animal, man. Oh, watch this. This man's about to get launched in the air. Also, stupid people, man. Oh, damn. The thing is, right, these stupid family, they got a little kid with them. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Safety first, man, safety first. Putting your kid in that situation, are you (laughs) dumb?
3: (laughs) That are capable of high speed, so they deserve respect.
0: Yeah, they, the the buffalo deserves respect, people.
2: Respect the buffalo. Respect the buffalo.
0: You know, and there's loads Get launched
2: of, in the air. There's loads
0: of other videos of people this getting is attacked latest. by buffaloes. It's just stupid tourist stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you doing? You gotta relax around. Give the buffalo their space. space. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Give the buffalo their space. I, said I could go down a rabbit hole watching different bison attack videos, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to resist the urge to do that. Um, talking about crazy, massive animals, what do you guys think of the Komodo dragon? Oh, oh my God. That
2: animal, man. I saw a crazy video just yesterday. Um, I almost tagged you in it, man. Oh, you and should've... it was of a Komodo dragon that was eating the ears off a cow. Oh, my it just, Lord. It just, it just, like, this cow was just lying down in a, in, in, on the edge of a river. What, well, was it dead uh, or alive? It was alive still, but I don't know why it didn't get up and move. Oh, I think it but was this, incapacitated. It, it, it must have been incapacitated. And this Komodo dragon was just taking chunks off the top of its head and off its ears, it had no ears left, just being eaten alive by a well, Komodo dragon. do you
0: know what I reckon happened to that cow? I can tell you, I'll give you an insight into the predatory uh, instincts of the Komodo dragon right now. Um, so how, this Probably is how went for somewhere down low first. Oh, right. that's right. So this is how Komodos go for the ass. This is how yep, yeah, always <laughs> ass first, folks. This is how Komodos attack their prey. Okay, they go in unsuspecting from behind. They give a little nip at the heels, a little nip at the leg, a little nip at the behind. Right, and then uh, what they do is then they're patient animals, they're cold-blooded killers right mm. so not only will obviously the bite naturally obviously as time progresses and when I say time I mean like an hour or two will it make the animal weak and sluggish but um what scientists used to think is that the Komodo dragons had such dirty mouths that oh, they, there, they was like so poison. Much, there was so there were so much bacteria in yeah, their it mouths may, it made mm. fester that it would basically cause infection mm. inside the animal but now what scientists have, uh, are coming to understand, and I don't know why this was harder to figure out sooner, but they're now actually realizing that um, Komodo dragons actually do have a naturally toxic bite as well.
2: Mm. So when I say that, you know, the same
0: way that like a poisonous, uh, a venomous snake or a poisonous spider, if it bites you, obviously it, it got can some in- of
2: that lace saliva. That's mm. right.
0: That's right. Mm. It can, in- you know, so it's a it can inject a uh, 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 nasty i don't know what uh, the correct terminology i assume it's more s- likely some sort of uh, of venom dragon mm. breath it can inject dragon <laughs> breath inside of you right and then within about an hour the cow will be as you stated Ah, see it'll be on una- you know beyond the floor yeah And then they, and this is the thing is about reptiles, reptilians, they're quite, you know, they're naturally cold blooded creatures. And there's something quite scary about that, I think, because there's Mm -hmm. almost this emotionlessness aspect to them. But then they will go up to the prey and they will just start eating you alive.
2: Yeah, man. I was, I did not like it. That's brutal, man. I did not like it at all. I I was like, I got to keep scrolling. I I, I stopped there for a little bit. but I was like, man, I got to keep scrolling. This. This cow looked so defeated. He just put his head down Aww. and it was almost like I see it with my dog. I see my dog like put his head down and get comfortable and just mm. like and, and like mm, like that. The cow did that after it bit his ear off Aww. and I thought, Man, that's one sad cow.
0: Nature is brutal. Damn, mm-hmm. bad day for the cow. It's like the cow just had to accept its fate. It, it was like it, it well, fully it liked
2: it's fully accepted and it was trying to get a bit more comfortable. Mm. I mean,
0: in a way I I respect the poise. Of mm. the cow, the majestic cow. Yeah, one
2: gone crazy or nothing. No, Just kind of like accepting I mean, its fate. It's sort of yeah. Like, yeah. It,
0: what a dignified animal. <sighs> to be being eaten Damn. alive like that and to still Damn. maintain your dignity in that fashion. That's a lot I of, definitely mm. would
2: not maintain my dignity. No. It's hard
0: to be eaten by a Komodo dragon and maintain your dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they got
1: one of the strongest bites in the world?
0: Um, I'm not sure about that. Jaguars are up there. The strongest bite force for any living animal is the crocodile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like a lock and key thing, right? They got they got crazy insane bite force, mm-hmm. way way stronger than a lion or a jaguar or a shark mm-hmm. or any type of shark. They got strongest bite force alive. Um, in fact, in a minute, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to type in top 10 strongest bite forces mm. of any animal alive I think, I think, today. I think jaguar's going to be up there, ain't it? Jaguar's got the strongest bite force of any cat, I know that. Ah, that's it. Uh, that and I'll tell you what's it. interesting about the jaguar compared to any other kitty, is that uh, most an, most cats, most predatory cats, and this is involves uh, the nice little domestic kitty, they will usually go for the neck when they kill an animal. Damn street! If
2: you see a video, you know, like a lion or a tiger. I saw another one of a jaguar the other day, and, he, and it went. It went for a because uh, they can hold their breath for quite a long time. under swim. the water as well, man. Oh, so, swim! So this this one went in yeah. for a crocodile. Oh, they go for or, a crocodilian. Oh, or, 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 or I, I think it was a crocodilian. It was a crocodilian. Yeah, straight in the river. Must have been in the Amazon forest, Southern America. Straight, yeah, man. Straight in there. Under, I thought, where is this You are gone? And about 10, 15 seconds later, just popped up with a crocodillo in his mouth. Do you know what? Oh, my God. And I and was like, damn. Had lunch. Had it by the neck. It's it's hard to... Back of the head, actually.
0: Yeah, that's what that's they do. That's mm. the, they're the only Crushed cat. the back of the neck. They, they have the strongest bite force pound for pound and just straight out, just flat out or so of any cat alive. <laughs> and they're differentiated by their other cat cousins by they don't go for the neck. I said, most cats will suffocate and puncture the neck, essentially like choking you to death. Mm. You know, like if you strangle someone, they do that but with their mouths. What uh, jaguars do is they crush the animal's skull with their teeth. Oh, they will Dang, go down. So if man. they were going to attack me, it would bite around my head here, my cranium, and it would just that. crush. Like, like having an egg in your hand and just crushing it. Popping that egg. Popping that egg, <laughs> and your brain would be like the yolk, just smooshing oh, out the your fingers. that's brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to type in top five um, hardest mm. bites alive of any animal alive. I think of all the animals that have ever lived in history, I think the, um, the one with the strongest bite force that we know of, I think, I think, this is off the top of my head, I think might be the Megalodon. Oh, okay. You know the
2: largest shark that ever. What about a hippo, man? They got a strong yeah, bite force.
0: Good mm-hmm. one. Got, good mm, on. But that's I think that the, the strongest bite force we know of any terrestrial animal ever, mm. land animal, I think, might have been the Tyrannosaurus Rex.
1: Mm, okay, that the, don't surprise me.
0: But um, I wanted to before we get into that because that's an awesome thing to look into, an awesome thing to type in and find out, and I'm um, discuss with all of our beautiful uh, people out there in in a in a, in a Pandora's box land. Mm. Um, but, um, did you know that there used to be an even bigger version of the Komodo dragon? Oh, I, <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, my. So ladies, so the Komodo dragon obviously is a reptile, but more specifically, it's a lizard. And I think sometimes people get a little bit confused because you're like, what's the difference between a reptile, or lizard, et cetera. Well, obviously like a crocodile is a reptile. Any type of lizard is a reptile. Um, the dinosaurs were reptiles, but they've obviously all got their own little groups familial groups, mm-hmm. you know? So, lizards... Raptors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Water voles. <laughs> uh, so, obviously... Uh, Obviously, lizards, you know, you think of things like chameleons, lizards, monitor mm-hmm. lizards. You know, but So the Komodo dragon is the largest. Gecko. Is the, is the gecko, <laughs> exactly. The Komodo dragon is the largest lizard alive today. And I think on average they get about seven feet long, mm-hmm. but mm. super large individuals get to about ten feet. And that's a scary animal. That's an animal you wouldn't want to be locked in a room with. because uh-huh.
2: People have them as pets as well, don't they? What? I, s- I swear I... Uh, I think some modos... No. Do you mean bearded no? dragons? Oh, bearded dragons. That's what I'm thinking dragons. of. That's what I'm yeah, thinking of. Yeah, they have bearded dragons. And I mm. think some
0: people might even have some... Monder lizards, which are massive, mm. but you know, not the size of the Komodo. But I think it would be too dangerous to have a Komodo, yeah. You can't train those, yeah, man. You, you got big tongues, even if you, you, mm. you know, you, you wouldn't be able to have one out of a cage, no. And if you had to have one in a cage, well, you might. I have just wanted you know, like that, some that people that can, like,
2: kind of train tigers and stuff, and they have I, kitty friends, yeah. I don't know whether, but like you're saying about the cold bloodedness mm. of a reptile, exactly. I don't know whether they would like show affection like a kitty, no, would, I don't you think know? they would. I, I don't. I mean, I could be, ride that Komodo dragon round, man. No,
0: I'd be super skeptical of that.
2: Mm. But um,
0: yeah, the Komodo dragon ha- has an ancestor which was basically um like the Komodo dragon, but twice the size. And it's called it's called Megalania. Oh, Megalania. That sounds cool. That gives Mega, me some Megalania, man. Megalania gives me some hypomania. <laughs> so let's type in Megalania into the old um, oh yeah search box. Megalania. Let's let's, let's find out a couple of things. I think they used to get. Like, absolutely, Mm. insanely large. Right, so, you'll see there, I've got a little picture on, it's prehistoric wildlife. Uh, This is the rough estimate of a Varanus priscus, better known in the English language as the Megalania, compared to a 1.8 meter tall person. So, that's a fairly tall person. That's me. That's basically a yeah, I mean, that's me. I mean, I mean, Stretch McQuade. Stretch McQuade. That's basically Stretch McCoy. <laughs> Um So you can see, this is a mighty mentally sized animal. We got some other. Uh, which sized, one's which? I guess the one at the bottom must be the megalenia because it's the biggest one. All right. I um, mean, that's, that's just them it growing that, up. It said that they thought uh, that. If any of you guys Man, are listening to the pod kilograms. now but not
2: seeing it, get your butts on Spotify or YouTube because mm. it's video and you'll see exactly what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's right. You listen to
0: Rep- Deputy Raymond mm-hmm. Jr. before he apprehends get you in the name of the law. Get your butts to Spotify
2: you. or YouTube, and that's
0: a recent thing. You know, we've um, and it's all thanks to Deputy Raymond Jr. We now have the videos on the Spotify. Um, so yeah, you can watch us, our visages, taking mm-hmm. our visages. You see these dragons in action. Yeah, so man. what I have up right now, which looks pretty impressive, is, oh, the, yeah. is the skeleton of a megalania. So this must be in some natural history museum somewhere. You can see it's mm. a mighty fine, vicious looking animal. This is an animal you wouldn't want to tangle with, people. Mm. And here we've got, um, it says Australia's giant, venomous lizard. Um, oh, it actually says that it gets downsized, but mm. I'm sure it was already massive. But you can see it there. It's chasing some sort of bird. Mm. I said this was a scary animal, people. Damn, it looks scary there. It's a scary animal, and it would have definitely tried to eat you. Oh, there's some sort of dinosaur <sighs> park somewhere where they've done a recreation of it. It looks c- uh, very scary. Eat your hole. Because the thing is, as well, like, I think the whole thing with crocodiles is, even though crocodiles are massive, like, get, you know, over 20 feet in some extreme cases... Obviously, they're primarily aquatic animals. Mm. Mm -hmm. They do like to come and bask on the land, but they're not super fast. So as long as you stay away from the waterhole,
2: as long as you stay away from the bio, It ain't going to get you.
0: Yeah, that's right. Stay away from the lakes and the rivers Mm. of Australia and such and Africa. You're going to probably be okay. But I think, you know, these things look like they could maybe run a bit faster. Mm. And it just it's a bit sketchy. They seem a little bit more scary. Look, this is another recreation. Look, we got some gentlemen that have obviously recreated a model of the megalania we see here. And this is a giant animal, folks. It's, it's a scary animal. Obviously I like to talk about every now and again on the pod here, we like to talk about crazy animals of the of the past. Oh man. Animals that aren't around anymore, but animals that would have been awe inspiring to see in the flesh. <sighs>
2: Um, talking about that, did you see recently uh the, the dinosaur that is like hundred and ten million years old that was mummified and, and uh and, is that and an ankylosaur? <laughs> I don't know, but it's um it it's an armored plant eating dinosaur. Oh, you're called on anodosaur. about the ankyxilla. ankylosaur. Nodosaur. Yeah, I have never heard of a nodosaur. I've heard uh, of an, an ankylosaur. No no N O D O S A U R. And it's the best perverted specimen of its kind. Put mummified dinosaur. It looks crazy, man, because it's 100 million years old, uh, but you can still see the face of that dinosaur. Like, like, man, it's like the Um, most well-preserved mummified dinosaur ever found. I'm
0: probably guessing. I don't know if it says this in the article that you've read. Does it say that it was um, probably was uh, left to fossilize in like a muddy bank or something? So it it somehow got to the
2: bottom of the ocean, right? And the ocean, like the 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 Sediment. minerals and the sediments, kept it like fresh. mummified and because, fresh yeah, for like, like millions of I, years. I know
0: that if you you know you know, and I think everybody knows what I'm on about when I describe this. You know, there's that that sort of like sludgy
3: mm-hmm. mud. Yeah. It's like that Hashtag thick, Wall it's, Wall like, it's like
0: clay. It's mm-hmm. like that thick clayish like sludge that you sometimes get at the bottom of certain rivers and lakes and and certain seabeds. Perfect
2: preservation material. It's the best one going. Mm. It's
0: something about that that once something's in that, it's almost like being stored in a freaking refrigerator. Mm. Mm. You know? So obviously even though it's been 100 million years, which is hard for our feeble a minds to comprehend. <sighs> you know, um, I mean, uh, to say to say a lot can happen in hundred million years is a severe understatement. <laughs> but to the imagine that there's still somehow organic material which hasn't biodegraded fully in a yeah. hundred million years is kind of mind boggling. But yeah, if man. it's in the right sediment, it is theoretically. Look at that bad boy, man! Oh, you see, see that? Yeah, see, I, I know. Yeah, see, I thought it wasn't. Oh, I, you know what? That's crazy. That is a type a of ankylosaur, but I think oh, the nice. name you were given is more specific. Notosaur. So it's like what I was saying essentially is like, it would be like if, 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 uh, if Drewster, um, sorry, Deputy Raymond over here had found like a chimpanzee and I said, I think it's a grade ape. Mm. That's, that's what, you know. So it's a, a type of ankylosaur. Oh, cool, man. But you were more specific. Can you give me the name? The name again? Sorry.
2: N O D A S A U R A U. Nodasaur. Nodasaur.
0: No oh, dinosaur. No The dinosaur mummy found with its skin and its guts intact. So it's
1: crazy, man. That is cool.
0: Oh, it's N O D O. Sorry, yeah. that's all right. I found it. Don't worry. Yeah. So we. Yeah. Type Damn. of. An- I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm sure it's a type of ankylosaur because you think about it, those ankylosaurs. They all look fairly similar. They've got their differences, but. The most famous one is that one that had that massive club tail. Can you think of which one I'm on about? Had like a massive club for a tail. This one doesn't seem to have a club for a tail. But you can still see it's that same type of quadruped, armored, plant-eating dinosaur. I can't, I mean, this is an amazing specimen, you know, absolutely amazing specimen. We I can't got here, believe ladies, it, man. Gentlemen. I can't believe what it looks like. <laughs> so, it's yeah, like a
2: step back into the past.
0: Yeah, if you are just listening on the radio, folks, you know, get yourselves on YouTube, get yourselves on Spotify, type in Pandora's Box Podcast, and you can have a look at some of these pictures we're looking at. It's like, it It doesn't even look real. So mm. the fact that it is real is absolutely mind-boggling, you know. So That sort of,
1: one of the head looks so cool. Oh, man, I know.
2: So this is a, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy that this is a real animal. Yeah, man, just back in the past. I find it so sad that I'll never actually see uh, that that time, you know, never what, actually experience time? it. Yeah, You'd man. You'd like
0: to experience the time I, of the I dinosaurs? I would like
2: to go. That's why I like all this, like, ayahuasca and stuff, because I think you could actually go back in time and experience some of that stuff on you the trip. You reckon
0: that using... The power of the mind, mm. and through the the, the uh,
2: ancestral medicines of the past, do you
0: reckon that you could potentially time travel and put your I, mind I back into so. the time I of think so. I think so. I mean,
2: Graham Hancock talked about you know one of the ideas of his book. He he, he said on a on a trip he went back and uh, saw the uh, what are they called the um, before humans. What, what Neanderthals. Were, Neanderthals, yeah, and he he had this vision of them having red hair. Right, and then uh, in, probably, in all these visions, that could be likely, and then and then it came out about a year after that they, they did that, have red
0: They hair. had red hair. Well, the reason I said that I think that could be likely is because I know that Neanderthals were primarily a European species mm. of hominid, and the same way that obviously Europeans um, are where white folks, Caucasians, come from, like yours truly, um, and basically the way that the white people, the white man evolved, the Caucasian was obviously as as most people know as, as we know as far as we we know, all humans started off um, Africa. From, from, from Africa and obviously originally would have been black. Mm-hmm. Now what happened is is as people stretched across the ge- the geographic map um, went into colder climates, such as modern-day Europe. Mm. Um, melanin. Lost that melanin. Exactly. There wasn't as much sunlight, and it basically started off as a genetic mutation from lack of sunlight. Mm. Now, what do we know that sunlight gives us? Things like vitamin D. So we basically had uh, a severe vitamin D deficiency, and then suddenly one day... people still have that. So one day you would have had um, you know, what would look like um, a, an African couple would have had a child, or, and it would have been white. Mhm. Right? Albino. But obviously we know that the Neanderthals was as I said a European based hominid. Mm. So, they would have had that that evol- evolved trait, you know, that that way they would have evolved to have been white. And what goes hand in hand the same way that white skin is from like lack of sunlight and, and stuff like that, so is red hair. Oh, okay, I guess man. you
2: know okay. Uh red hair.
0: Oh that's it. Red headed people and people you know, red headed people with freckles and that, they are almost like the most I guess severe example of whiteness, I guess you mm. could say. Do you know what mm. I mean? They are
2: the whitest of the
0: white. Mm. Mm. Cause you know you got guys that are white, but they got dark
2: brown eyes, I always and dark find brown hair, a, and like freckles are really interesting. You know I'm gonna get a load of freckles from that as well. Yeah, they old red hair, oh, yeah. white skin, you get crazy. I got loads. I got loads of freckles, loads arms, of freckles man.
0: man. Yeah, so is my happens. mama. So is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I ain't yeah, got too many family. Yeah, I got. Yeah, man, it's um. So yeah, it's just from
2: lack of sunlight, isn't it? But but I thought that was crazy that yeah. it, you know. So so with that you can Makes kind sense. of. You can kind of go back in time somehow yeah. in the visions, yeah. And I'm like, I'd like to do that, man. Go, go back to dinosaur time. So what, you, just the remi-
0: you just reminded me of something as well. I, I'm gonna quickly. I know I saved something on my phone the other day, and it was going on about um, Homo species, um, and it's almost like a breakthrough. And this is this is breaking news, people. This is breaking news. Homo erectus is such an ironic name. So Homo erectus, I know it is, surely. (laughs) It surely is. So obviously Homo erectus got its name because it was the first hominid that stood upright. So erectus obviously means upright, which obviously also is where something else gets its name from. Um, But (laughs) but to get scientific on your butts... uh, Obviously, as Graham Hancock always likes to say, everything seems to get older or whatever. Just keeps, Just getting, keeps getting older and older. older, and this goes hand in hand with that. So listen to this, folks. Right, Homo naledi, and I have to say, this is a Homo genius that I don't think I've ever heard of before. If I have, it passed slipped through my mind like a train in the night. But um, it says Homo naledi may have lit fires in underground caves at least. 236,000 years ago. Now, this puts back, we didn't think that there were hominid species that could control and manipulate fire like that until much later on. And then it goes on to say, an ancient Southern African hominid called Homo naledi, represented here by a child's partial fossil skull, there's a picture of it here, um, used fire sometimes between 335,000 and 236,000 years ago. New cave finds suggest... Hey, uh, blah, blah blah blah. An ancient hominid dubbed blah blah, blah blah may have lit controlled fires in the pitch dark chambers of an underground cave system. New discoveries have found researchers found remnants of small fireplaces and sooty wall and ceiling smudges in passages and chambers throughout South Africa's Rising Star Cave Complex. Paleoanthropologist Lee Berger announced on December oh, the first. I know, Berger <laughs> de- announced on December the first. Um, Hosted by the Carnegie Institution of Science in Washington, D.C., he said, and I quote, signs of fire use are everywhere in this cave system, said Berger, of the University of Witwatersrand, Johannesburg. And I guess they can
2: carbon date that actual soot from the fire. Well, of course. Damn, man. And they would
0: have been there next to the remnants of the species itself, which obviously they can very accurately date you know, using you know oh, okay, breaking yeah, yeah. through the bone parts and that Woo-hoo. H Naledi presumably lit the blazes in the caves, since remains of no other hominids have turned up there. The team says, but the researchers have yet to date the age of the fire remains, mm. and researchers outside Burgers group have yet to evaluate the new finds. So what we do know is that these prehistoric fires are right alongside the bones of these ancient hominids. Ooh,
2: darn, dude, man! Damn. so
0: Right now, the evidence points to them being made of that. Now, we need to do more conclusive evidence to know for sure, but all signs point to the fact that this hominid was, it was lighting fires between 335,000
2: and 236,000 years a ago. a long time, man. Shows how much we do not know about the history of our own planet. Mm. To put it into perspective, it was only
0: around, sort of around the time, that you know, the 236,000 years ago, that Homo sapiens were even evolving for the first time. So these earlier types of hominids, it seems like. Say we don't know 100% conclusively, but you know it seems that like all the evidence is, is pointing. We're using fire between, but you know before our species was even evolved yet, which is a mighty Ooh-hoo. insane. The thing is, this is what's fan- fascinating about anthropology. Um, the, you know the history of of humankind and all the you know the hominids, all the other hominids is there's so much we don't know. Yeah, there's man. There's so much that we don't I know. I love
2: it. That's why I've been loving this series, Ancient Apocalypse, by mm. the man himself, Graham Hancock, man. Pointed to some of these archaeological sites and finds and I know, how man. how far they go back, you know? I know, man. A lost civilization from the last ice age. I mean, come on. That's so interesting, man. But like, it, it, the thing that's amazing about it, though, is even if you take the most boring, even if the most
0: boring scenario was, in fact, the true scenario, right? it would have still been amazing. Because mm-hmm. imagine a time, right? For example, there was another hominid species called Homo florensis, right? And we, we, we dubbed them, anthropologists dubbed them as little nice little people. Thing. They're like the hobbits. They call them mm. hobbits. They were like little three, four foot tall
4: little <laughs> so humans. So
0: cool,
2: man, that they were even about.
0: <laughs> they were little upright walking little humans. They were Whoa. three, four foot tall. Little All pygmy. Little, little pygmy creatures. Little, little pygmy people. Pygmy Pig, man. <laughs> pygmy man. And then, you know, you have Neanderthal, which were like these, like, tank-like, you know, apparently yeah. very muscular, very strong.
2: And I remember reading something about the Neanderthal and about their, uh, their dealings with pain was completely different to yeah. ours. So they would, like, break their fingers, break their toes and, they didn't and care. feet, and they'd just get on with things. Well, Damn. apparently their rib cage was
0: so thick and they, their bones were so much denser than ours that they were saying a Neanderthal could get hit. Head on by a car going forty miles an hour and it would most likely just get up and walk away. Damn, like man.
1: that um like that thing you were talking about the other week, where people nowadays With the are mutation. This mutation. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. something Maybe left over
0: of, from our yeah. Neanderthal DNA. A, yeah, we've all got a bit of that, haven't well, we? Well we also know that people in Europe do have I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it's something like between one and four percent Neanderthal DNA. Mm. Mm. Whereas people in Africa and people in Asia don't tend to have that. Obviously, because they of the still fact have that, a little bit, or no, I don't think they do. Because oh, okay. I think because the Neanderthal of obviously was a European type of hominid. What happened was didn't get that far. Well, what happened when when there was obviously a time where Neanderthals and Homo sapiens were cohabiting Europe, they were loving each other. So sometimes, as is the case, you know, you see with just there are some such horny devils, they would just have sex with anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there would have obviously been. Um,
2: Especially if it's another hominid, there would
0: have either been a, a female human, a Homo sapien, that was so impressed by the strength and the brutality and masculine attributes of a Neanderthal that maybe she just wanted some of that Neanderthal action.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: her, her, her partner, her Homo sapien partner, just wasn't giving her the good loving, <laughs> and she just wanted that extra oomph. You know, under that extra the vitality, raw masculine power, that raw yeah. masculine. She wanted to get hit by forty miles an hour and, and get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, she wanted her child to have some of that in it. And uh, so, yeah, we we know, and and, and, and and conversely, there I'm sure there would have been some uh, horny young teenage homo sapien that had been wandering through the forests of Europe, seen some young Neanderthal girl. I mean, she might have looked a little bit more uh, masculine than Robust. He, was, he was used to from, <laughs> from the homo sapien ladies, but he thought, you know, went for a penny and for a pound, and um, did the dirty. Went down in for a pound. We did the dirty <laughs> down in the, the first Yeah,
1: pound. that's
0: it. That's it. In for a penny and for the pound, that's pound. Uh, so... Well, Did the dirty there in the forest? Uh Walked away Lived his life Little did he know He just impregnated That Neanderthal Mm -hmm. Just changed the future uh, Yeah Just set the course Of human history On a new direction Exactly Now obviously we know That Neanderthals Eventually died out We
2: don't know Mm -hmm. Exactly the definite reasons We just know that Eventually They died out In Graham Hancock's book uh, uh, Entangled Which is a great novel And I I recommend it And it was actually This trip that he had On Ayahuasca That gave him this story Uh, And it was um, And it was about an neanderthal race who were uh, getting basically hunted by humans right um and um, and it, he, he uh uh he said in that 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 they potentially had psychic powers he psychic, had psychic so rather, rather than communicating so much They're with like language uh like we do right uh they would communicate more through psychic ability. And I thought that was a crazy concept. So, right. like, they, they were they were kind of, um, they, were, they would join together and do healings and things like that, but by, like, uh, connecting psychically as a community rather than... So uh,
0: why wouldn't the homo
2: sapiens have liked that? Well, apparently, like, it was just, uh, you know, like, warring tribes. Right. And, and they saw them Where as believable. They saw them as other, and they saw them as a, a threat. Well, I think, you know, um, the same way that human, let's face it, humankind has fought amongst ourselves that's since quite, the dawn of that's time. Qu- exactly, man. So I think that's just quite a human trait. Yeah, I um, think, you know, I, I, as we said, right. I can imagine them killing off the New hand the Falls, to be well, honest. Yeah, ancient, a, you know, yeah.
0: Hu- humans have been fighting themselves since the dawn of time. We've been fighting ourselves, people. You know, mm. whether it's your next door neighbor, or whether it's a different country, or whether it's, uh, you know, you've declared and yourself... we're all
2: brothers and sisters at the end of the we're day, We're all man. brothers
0: and sisters at the end of the day, but you see since the dawn of time, you know, if someone declares himself king of the castle... Born some attitude, ho- man. Some other son of a gun will say, no, I should be king of the castle. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, your Divide followers... and conquer. Your followers are fighting
2: their followers,
0: and it's mm. kill or be killed. Whoever survives the day is gonna be king of the castle. So it's really not that much of a stretch to imagine no, man. that that would have happened a- with our own. whole
1: race
2: completely.
0: Exactly. Now, um, what's quite interesting to me is I wonder, because let's face it, we didn't, they didn't have the science that we have today. So do you think that the Homo sapiens of that day, I mean, let's face it, we know that Neanderthals looked a bit different to us, but mm-hmm. let's face it, there's a broad spectrum of physical characteristics amongst the humankind. You take a Samoan man and compare him to um, a Norwegian lady. Or, you take a a, a Chinese lady and com, or a Chinese man compare it to an African woman or lady there's There's a broad spectrum of people folks, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they say you're in Europe during the time of where Neanderthals and Homo sapiens coexisted? Now, do you think a Homo sapien would have come across a Neanderthal and and thought you're different from me or would, do you, or do you think so. they would have just thought of them as a different human tribe? I think that's an interesting question, mm. don't you? Mm. Mm. Because, as I said, there's such a broad spectrum of physical characteristics. Where do you draw the line between <laughs> looking like a very different type of
2: human mm. and being a different species altogether? I just remembered that, uh, you know, was it in Neanderthal the where there was that guy and you found it really... <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest videos in human history. I might play a little clip for you now, ladies and gentlemen. And I was saying to... how an Neanderthal would sound compared to a man.
0: It's um, it's from a documentary um series, a very good one. Um, and I think it wasn't intentional, but this is one of the most hilarious clips
2: known to man. And I'm going to get it up
0: for you now. <laughs> Um, let me go. I know it's on YouTube because it's. Um, I've shared it several times. Because I was going to
2: say, you know, if they if they didn't think they looked different enough, then I'm sure they sounded different yeah, enough. And apparently they didn't have the, the same kind of a, uh, way that we would have speech, uh, which That's is right, why uh, Graham, Graham Han- Hancock was saying about this uh, more psychic communication and he thinks they were actually a very clever species, more than given credit for, right, but oh. they just communicated in a different way.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm going to
2: play you something here. Before. Oh, we got no mic there. I think you might have... Oh, oh said, there I'm go. back. I'm back, back, folks.
0: Up. Sorry. A bit of technological difficulty there for a second, but I'm back now. I'm going to play you a little clip now. It doesn't go off too long. Now, this is from a BBC documentary, so it's very informative. Um, so we're going to learn a couple of little interesting things, surely, about Neanderthal now, but we're also going to like see how hilarious this clip is. All right. This is um, to give you a little bit of background. So this part of the show... There was a vocal expert, a lady, a doctor, a scientist who specializes in vocal cords um, in all animals. Um, But uh, she's also, you know, in this case, obviously done a full examination using the skeletons of Neanderthals and compared to the skeletons of Homo sapiens to recreate what she thinks the Neanderthal would have sounded like. So let's listen, folks. And as I said, if you're on YouTube and Spotify, you can watch
3: has just been given the newly created vocal
4: tracks.
0: So she's looking at these vocal tracks.
4: That's that's very interesting.
0: Patsy Rodenberg. This
4: is a human. This is a human throat. This is a Neanderthal and it's very squat. Sorry if it's a bit quiet, folks. Gonna have to turn it up for a second. So, Elliot... Let's try male human voice, count over three.
2: One, two, three.
4: Just... Pitch up your voice. One, two, three. Now, we might have an idea that a...
0: Now, I'm just going to pause this for a second. Um, now, one thing I find really interesting is, I think, because we know that Neanderthals were more muscular and had denser bones, you might think they talked lower, but that seems to not be the case. So they actually would have probably talked with higher. And I think you can think about some ape species as well. If you think about when a chimpanzee, which is more muscular than a human, pound for pound, or a gorilla, you know, like...
2: Makes a noise when mm.
0: they when they're angry and they're going out. It's actually quite high pitched. Mm. So it's they humans would have most likely had deeper voices. But I'm I'm just gonna I we'll just want to say that before we carry on.
4: A macho sound is low, but that might be very useful. Well, but it gets that, even yeah. more complex.
3: Something to do with the barrel chest and stuff. Apparently would have acted like almost as like well a resonance as his vocal chamber. tract. Our Neanderthal's strange shape would also have affected his voice. His deep rib cage. A large and heavy skull. And most of all, a huge nasal cavity.
4: (laughs) Let's just add a bit of nasal now. One, two, three. Now, the other thing that would be happening, which would actually increase that quality, is a very heavy skull that seems to pull down into the throat there. Now, add to that the fact that they had a fantastic chest which is a support system of breath which can produce enormous chest resonance and tremendous power so i imagine that they wouldn't have subtle sounds it would be loud very loud or very very loud and we can try and get that by i'm now going to engage elliot by push into me this is actually getting him right into his body now speak (laughs) now let's make a sound just let's make a huge r
3: and again. <laughs> uh, well, what do you say, so folks? So the skeleton had shown that our Neanderthal wasn't just big brained. He also might well have spoken. 2, One, two, three!
0: I felt like they were, um. Explaining some of my family members that were there when they were talking about <laughs> strong
2: Neanderthal uh, DNA, you got there, man. Mm. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised if I do. I've mm. got quite a thick um that brow that didn't come up on my uh you know my DNA uh thing that I did Neanderthal, on the thing. but I I can't imagine they have Neanderthal on there on the no uh, of course not that'd be good mm. if they did.
0: I think it would be very cool cool if they did have that. Um, mm.
2: I'm
1: sure there is some sort of test you can do somewhere. You can go back and you can I know. Was the one you did Ancestry DNA? Mm-hmm. Ancestry, yeah, that's right. So you can download your history. I remember Josh was telling me this um, in the past. He Zeus was saying, he, the Gold. "Yeah, Zeus, War, the Gold was uh, telling me he downloaded his stuff from Ancestry DNA and put it in another sort of uh, DNA. Yeah, DNA database, and he was finding out that he's got loads of stuff over from like Asia. From no his DNA way and stuff like that. Well, I but don't I believe really it. I'm gonna see him later theory. and
2: I'm gonna ask him about that because I'm gonna do the same thing.
1: Yeah. So you you might find out that you got loads of Asian on How on earth does Zeus War the Goal have Asian DNA? He doesn't even look remotely Asian. <laughs> <laughs> remotely. Yeah. He He's, said he said apparently it comes up with like personality types and like uh, stuff like that. As personality well. so, types. I can um, I'm gonna look at that. Yeah. Personality, personality types. Quite well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
0: physically, obviously, he's 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 pale naturally. He's got blue eyes, mm. and he's got a sort of golden ringletty hair. So it's almost the antithesis of what you imagine is an Asian man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, obviously, they notoriously have sort of jet black hair, don't they? Darker eye color in general. Mm. You know, so yeah, I'm surprised to hear that. In interesting, interesting uh, interest in subject there, folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Should we go and find out now what the top five um, bite force Oh, I'm excited are. for this. Top five strongest bite force alive. Top five. Bite force alive. Bite force alive. Strongest. Here we go. Strongest. Strongest.
1: strongest. Force, <laughs>
0: force. Bite force alive. Top five strongest bite force. All right, here Damn, we go. Damn, here we go. Here we go, folks. We got rounding out. Rounding out the top eight. We have the Bengal tiger with a bite force of 1,050 psi. Right in uh, seventh spot, we have the spotted hyena with a bite force of 1,100. Spotted
1: hyena
2: psi.
0: Damn. I'm not wow, surprised man. that you know because the thing is, with Life hyenas, all
1: the way. oh,
0: they're scavengers as well as and they, they sort of they will eat anything. I think the wolverine is going to be up there. Uh, I don't think so much. Oh, dang. <laughs> but um, only because they're too it small. Is. Now, yeah. pound, pound for pound, they might Ooh. have one of the strongest us, mm. But you got to bear in mind,
2: this isn't pound for pound. This, this is, is just straight up. Straight up. Mm. Just straight up. I didn't think hyenas were that big, but they must get pretty big, man. Oh man, they're pretty big. I if think it's, go, if it's bigger than a Bengal tiger and bite force, that's crazy. Well,
0: the thing is, obviously, whenever you see usually a picture or a video of a hyena, it's next to whatever else is living yeah. in Africa. Mm. And let's face it, African animals big. are the biggest on the planet. You got the elephant. You got the elephant. You got the rhino. You got the hippo. You got the majestic lion. You got the giraffe. You got you know what I mean. All these creatures. Massive, pretty huge, man. So I'm sure that I suspect a hyena is about the same size as a as a wolf, Whoa, but, with, man, but with a strong, yeah. but with a stronger bite, mm-hmm. with a stronger bite. So they're basically like really nasty, evil. I wonder
2: if a hyena frogs. and a wolf could mate.
0: I don't think they could. Damn, I don't think they could. Only because <laughs> um, I I don't think they're that closely related. Oh, okay, although they are both obviously. Well, Quite wolves are obviously canine because mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. dogs we have today, every single species of dog on the planet has evolved in some way from a wolf, a man. wolf mm-hmm. which is crazy when you see like a little Pomeranian yeah, or a little, or a little Chihuahua, Chihuahua or something like that and think it came from a great, great mm-hmm. wolf or something. Mm-hmm. But um, hyena is obviously a separate family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, anyway, we had in seventh place a spotted hyena. And in uh, sixth place, we got the polar bear. 1,200
1: PSI. Damn, cool animal. That's a cool photo on the right as well.
0: It's a mm. very cool photo.
1: I also saw a thing of a, a polar
2: bear eating a seal the other day. Oh, brutal. Pretty savage, man. I um, think
0: where they're so white and they're oh, in the snow, the, 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 the in blood stuff. is mm.
2: just so, uh uh-huh. the contrast really mm. shows
0: that makes it more brutal. In fifth place, we got the Mighty Mountain Gorilla with oh, a bite force yeah. of 1,300 wow. PSI. Whew. Um, Is that like a silverback? A silverback gorilla, yes, mm. right. The largest gorilla on the planet. Um, in fourth place, we got Jaguar with a bite force of 15, I knew it was up there, man. 1,500 oh, PSI.
2: Crush those crocodilio skulls, man.
0: Um, we've also got um, the hippopotamus with mm, a bite force oh, of
1: 1,800 damn. PSI. Seen those videos of them eating the watermelon. Yeah, they like they pop the them like
0: cherries, man. To feed them and they just... Whoosh. Pop
1: them that cherries, man. We Crazy. got
0: Great White Shark bite force. 4,000 PSI. Damn. Wait Four a minute, this is, this, this is a bit weird though, right? Because it's saying number one crocodile bite force, but it's saying 3,700 PSI, yeah. which is 300 less than the, the Great White Shark, but it has it in number one spot.
3: Hmm. So
0: let me just dive into this a little bit. I was sure that the crocodile had the highest bite force of any animal alive. So let me just delve into this a little bit more a second, folks. Saltwater crocodiles is number one. Dr. Gregory Erickson, professor of anatomy and paleobiology at Florida State University and the curator of the school's biological science museum, conducted a 10-year study to scientifically measure jaw strength in all 23 crocodilian species. Erickson and his team placed a specially designed bite force transducer, which he likens to an expensive bathroom scale wrapped in protective layers of bullhide between the jaws of multiple crocodile species. The highest reading was 3,700 PSI. It was registered by a 17-foot saltwater crocodile. It's the strongest bite force ever recorded, Erickson said. Baiting a 29,800 PSI value for a 13-foot wild American alligator. So now let's look at the Great White Shark and see why. Why is... Why is this one in second place? So here we have a picture, For anyone isn't watching. That's a cool photo. The picture of a great white shark. He's breaching the water. He's got a poor little seal in his mouth. Good night, Mr. Seal. Rest in peace, sir. Um, And let's see. Why is this one in second place if the PSI is higher? We'll get into that one in a sec. But first, in 2008, a team of Australian scientists led by Steve Rowe used sophisticated computer modeling based on multiple X-ray images of shark skulls to estimate that a 21-foot 20 fo- great white shark can produce nearly 4,000 PSI off bite force. Because shark bite force is highly dependent on size, the much more common 11- to 15-foot great whites would pack considerably less punch than a similarly sized crocodile, which therefore belongs in the number one slot. Mm. Also, Rose projections, unlike Erickson's findings, who was the guy that did the crocodilian tests, have not been directly measured in field tests. And then it says joking around, volunteers, anyone. Damn. Mm-hmm. So basically they estimate that a twenty one foot Great White could have a PSI of four yeah. thousand. Kind of a
2: hard thing to test, isn't it? And also know.
0: And also, we know that crocodilians can get twenty one feet, mm. but the one that was red. Scientifically and accurately measured was seventeen foot. Mm. Mm. So I mean, obviously a twenty twenty one foot crocodilian will have a higher bite force than this seventeen foot salty. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So um, all right, so okay, so accurately measured, we have the saltwater crocodile number one. But theoretically, a, a large great white shark could maybe um, give him a run for his money. But uh, yet again, as I said, that you know that wasn't even a twenty one foot salty. So yeah, it looks man. like the Salty has the number one spot. Whew. Damn. Anyway, folks, this is some music now. When we come back, we're going to uh, do our mystery of the Uh-oh. week, Mystery Mondays. yeah. yeah. It's um, Deputy Raymond Jr.'s turn this week. I just want to give you guys a little warning. I'll give you another warning when we come back. But apparently this week's mystery, and I'm very intrigued, is particularly uh, brutal and Whoa. gruesome. So for any sensitive listeners out there, I just want to give you you all the chance to, to, to tune out. And um, hopefully you can join us again next week on Pandora's Box. I said, for those out there that are sensitive to things like violence, graphic descriptions of violence, Um, if you're not, then (laughs) stick around and listen to the mystery with us, folks. Um, We're going to listen to a couple tracks now, but we'll be right back. Enjoy. Thanks for being here with us this evening, everybody.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pandora's Box is about to open wide. Welcome back, late. Wait, am I am I even on the radio? I right can hear now? you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you I can, can hear, man. hear, man. You are can hear me. You're right I was, here. I was just checking because of the previously aforementioned technical difficulties we were having with my microphone. Resurf it for a second. Yeah, exactly. Just just need to do a little technical check. But um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Bandor's Box. Rare neck edition. Uh, I'm, uh, all yours right, truly, uh, Hallelujah. Yours truly, Cletus Jackson. Here we are. Um, over here we got the uh, the youngest boy, On my second cousin, Delilah. His hey name there, is Hey there, Delilah. Stretch, <laughs> Stretch McCoy. And to the left of me, we have um, you know, let's all give him a thanks and a round of applause for taking time off from his um duties. We have Deputy Raymond Jr. keeping them. Um, keeping america safe people hallelujah keeping america safe constantly hallelujah. on the heel of those uh, pesky buffalo and um, mm-hmm. also you know keeping the bio safe for all of those young travelers and the mm. um but it's time for mystery mondays everybody Woo! it is time, time for time some mystery on for monday mystery Let's get mysterious. Mondays. so um Darn as as i said before um, we took a little uh, couple of song breaks there uh, this one's particularly graphic, apparently. So we just want to put that little.
2: Um... Yeah, man, we. G- I'm going to hold up some pictures during this. So uh, if you Damn. get a little bit of, uh, you know, a bit of sickly, if you hit, see some violence or some stuff like that. If you're that, particularly
0: or... sensitive to violence, yeah, um, it's a walk. very, it's a very
2: <laughs> sad story, man. And uh, one I think you probably heard of I'd actually heard of it But I didn't know much about it Right And it's, uh, it's one of those really like savage murders uh, That happened right. in the past Damn.
1: Uh, You heard of Black Dahlia Of course, I've heard of Black Dahlia. Yeah, man. I think I'm in your kind of boat. I heard of it.
2: Yeah, I heard of it. it. But I just wanted to go a little bit deeper with it because it uh, is gruesome murder. It is gruesome murder, it, man, yeah. So this week we're talking about the Black Dahlia. Right. This is the mystery of the Black Dahlia, Santa Barbara. Black Dahlia, Santa Barbara. And I I also wondered where where the name comes from. Black Dahlia flower. Uh, Yeah, but it's uh, apparently because of her jet black hair. All oh, right, the, so she was woman. called
0: the Black Dahlia because it was uh, what, she and was...
2: she she used to wear black a lot, and right. she had jet black hair. You um, can I'm, see I'm, the lady right I'm, here, right? She's called Elizabeth Short. Elizabeth I'm going to get into Short. her story. Mm-hmm. E. Short. So, so um, yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure though that the Dahlia is a type of flower. I'm oh, that's sorry. cool. I just want to just quickly just look that up now, before, uh Dahlia. The Dahlia is a plant. Um, oh, nice man. Cool looking plant. Yeah, what did Dahlia symbolize? Today, Dahlia flowers symbolize beauty, commitment, and kindness. They're also tied to steadfastness due to their ability to bloom after many other flowers have died.
1: Nice. Oh, that's quite nice.
0: So she was called like, the Black... Yes, int- I didn't know exactly why she was named after this flower. It's just interesting, isn't it? Yeah,
1: jet
2: black hair, and she used to wear black quite a lot, apparently. So we'll get into it now. On January 15th, 1947, 22-year-old aspiring actress Elizabeth Short was found brutally murdered in Los Angeles with her body cut in half and a ghastly smile carved into her face. Damn. The 1947 murderer of Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, is one of the oldest cold cases in Los Angeles. Not only was it a horrific crime, but it was also proven a notoriously difficult to solve. And that is her. Elizabeth Short. Elizabeth Short. God rest her soul. God rest her soul. Though we may, may never know who killed the Black Dahlia, poring over the evidence of this case is just as darkly fascinating today as it was in 1947. So Elizabeth Short uh, In 1947 January 15th Elizabeth Short's Dead body was found In the Los Angeles Neighborhood Of Lee Mark Park right. The first person Who reported The grizzly sight Was a mother Out for a morning walk With her child Right That's a bit savage Isn't it yeah. Just going out For a little you walk In the park You not want Your child to see that According to the woman The way Short's body Had been uh, posed Made her think That the corpse Was a mannequin First But a closer look revealed the true horror of the Black Dahlia's crime scene. The 22-year-old short had been sliced in two at the waist and completely drained of blood. Drained of blood? It was a vampire. Completely drained of blood. It was like there was a vampire killed her. Some of her organs, such as her intestines, had been removed and neatly placed underneath her buttocks. Oh, my lord. Damn.
0: That's like some Jack the Ripper
2: type work there. Mm-hmm. Uh meanwhile, they're jumping down. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, what's I got some on, on the back. So, yeah, uh, pieces of flesh have been cut away from her thighs and breasts, and her stomach was full of feces, leading some to believe that she'd been forced to eat them before she was killed. That is disturbing. That's pretty savage, and you can see there's a there's a picture of it right here. Disturbing. Poor woman. Oh. It's the, uh, she's underneath she's the sheet underneath there. The sheet but there. apparently it was cut in half and then, like, placed a little oh, bit away from each other with disgusting. her hands above her head. Poor soul. Bit crazy. Poor lady. Uh, the most chilling mutilations, however, were the lacerations on her face. The killer had sliced each side of her face from the corners of her mouth to her ears, creating what's known as a Glasgow smile. Like the Joker? mm from from damn. from side of the mouth Right up to the ears It's
0: called the Glasgow smile Because Glasgow gangs Used to And apparently Even still do Today sometimes Do that It's like a thing That's known from The gangster The underground gangster Lifestyle of of Glasgow They'll give you A Glasgow smile mm, They'll damn. cut your
2: face Like as you said Bullwinkle Like the Joker mm. Since the body Had already been Washed clean Los Angeles Police Department detectives concluded that she must have been killed elsewhere before being dumped in Lemert Park. Near the body, detectives noted a heel print and a cement sack with traces of blood that had presumably been used to transport her body to the vacant lot. The LAPD reached out to the FBI to help identify the body by searching their fingerprint database. Shorts' fingerprints turned up rather quickly because she'd applied for a job as a clerk at the commissary of the U.S. Army's Camp Cook in California back in 1943. And then her prints turned up a second time since she'd been arrested by the Santa Barbara Police Department for underage drinking just seven months after she'd applied to the job. The The FBI also had her mugshot from her arrest, which they provided to the press before long the media began reporting every salacious detail that they could find about short um, and I got I got a pretty nasty picture here so this is this is the autopsy picture uh, you can kind of see the Glasgow smile on there pretty savage man poor lady poor lady name.
0: rest poor lady. in peace poor lady I hope I hope that she is was passed away when whoever did that did that to her yeah um, <laughs> even though that's still grotesque I just hope that she didn't feel that pain mhm
2: right, so I think this is the next page on january 21st, third first about a week after the body was found uh the examiner received uh I'm, I'm, oh my god i hope i'm I hope I'm in the oh right my. place here man um i just hoping I'm just hoping that this is actually the next page where is it this one uh I'm gonna start here. <laughs> Deputy Raymond
0: Jr. came across some difficulties in his life, people.
2: I just, you know, that when they're not numbered, yeah, and I got in a bit of a fuss a minute ago, and I'm like, he's, he's
0: accidentally rearranged uh-oh. his papers, and yeah. now we don't know friend from foe. I got right. a bit flustered, man. Gotta oh, be a, way to got put got it. a bit flustered. Got a little bit flustered. Mysterious. We were sort of at the beginning of the tale of the Black Dahlia. And yeah. um, we sort of lost our well, our our way in life, which sometimes we all do. Mm. But yeah, it's all become clear. Clarity has reached the situation. Quite right. We're so back. We're it's, back. It's back over to Deputy Raymond Duna to carry Us. on hmm. this week's mystery, which of course is about the Black Dahlia. So, so where are you, back Black up.
2: Dahlia. She she was found in the park, and uh, we got to that point where she was found in the park by the lady with her child, which is pretty savage in the first place. Oh, of course. And uh, the police have took some pictures. Of, of the body And they've actually Gave them to the press Which is a little bit weird like yeah, That is straight a bit up. weird Isn't it Yeah I don't yeah, know Whether is it was weird. to get Like more information And stuff like that mm. But they handed over Drink. A certain set of pictures Including this one To uh, to, the, to the press With a Glasgow and, smile And um, she's also Got her fingerprints um, Have showed up In the FBI's database Because she went For a job For the FBI oh, Or the something To do with the police Or And she also um, Got arrested For underage drinking
1: Right Deny So that's lady. why she
2: showed up Right Meanwhile Elizabeth Short's mother Phoebe Short Didn't learn of her daughter's death Until reporters From the Los Angeles Examiner Telephoned her Pretending that Elizabeth Had won a beauty contest
0: What in like God's nation?
2: They pumped her For all the details They could get on Elizabeth Before revealing the terrible truth
0: That's a pretty twisted thing what to do What a
2: savage is it man So they rang up her mum. Saying, oh, Elizabeth won a beauty contest. And then they got all this to get, basically, information out of her. Like, oh, can you tell us about Elizabeth and blah, blah, blah. So uh, they would just get wanting to get more thing on the story, you know. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the call, they said, actually, no, we're That's lying. Not Your daughter's dead. dead. That's, savage, That's a
0: mighty twisted thing to they yeah. Shame on you. Damn. Shame on reporters, you. Shame on you. Reporters,
2: man, reporters. Anything for, unscrupulous unscrupulous for story. Unscrupulous
1: people. Unscrupulous people gentleman in the late <laughs> Damn, what a horrible way to find out.
2: Yeah, man. That's, can, yeah, so that's how her mom actually found out about that. That's
1: horrible.
0: Whoever concocted that ploy, well, shame I uh, you. hope you're mm-hmm. proud of yourself.
2: Her daughter had been murdered, and her corpse had been dismembered in unspeakable ways. Disemboweled. Nay. As the media learned more about Elizabeth George's story, they began to brand her as a sexual deviant. Once police, uh, One police report read, this victim knew at least 50 men at the time of her death, and at least 25 men had been seen with her in the 60, in the 60 days preceding her death. She was known as a teaser of man.
0: Oh my lord, a teaser of man. They a gave seductress of the night.:
2: A seductress of the male anatomy. Oh, baby) <laughs> <laughs> They gave short the nickname the Black Dahlia due to a reported uh, preference for wearing a lot of sheer black clothing and her jet black hair. Right.
0: Oh, I guess. Do you know what? It's just dawned on me, and you know, all I was saying about flowers. So she was obviously a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously flowers are beautiful.
3: Mm-hmm. And she and
0: flowers smell very nice. And so do beautiful women. this, so this was is what it's about. Apparently as well, this sense. was a
2: reference to the movie The Blue Dahlia, which was out at the time. Right. So there was a famous movie of a beautiful woman in it called The Blue, Blue Dahlia. Dahlia, so they so called her The Black Dahlia because she was all in black.
0: And it's a dark case, so mm. it's black. Oh, yeah, it's oh, also it a very black dark as case. A uh,
2: some people um, spread the false rumor that Short was a prostitute, while others uh, uh, baselessly claimed that she liked to tease men because she was a lesbian.
0: Well, that's a bit strange. Adding that's also a, very contradictory uh, evidence there. Yeah. yeah. On the one hand, you're a lesbian. On the other hand... You're a teaser of man. You're,
2: <laughs> you're a prostitute to the male anatomy. Mm. Adding to her mystique, Short was replete, uh, reportedly a Hollywood hopeful. Right. She had moved to Los Angeles just six months before her death star. and worked as a waitress. Sadly, she had no known acting jobs and her death became her one claim to fame. To fame, not flame.
0: I'm sorry to you, Elizabeth Short. That's the only thing you're known for. I
2: mean, who doesn't hope to be a Hollywood actress at that age, I suppose? I know I did. (laughs) (laughs) But as famous as the case was, authorities had tremendous difficulty figuring out who was behind it. However, members of the media did receive a few clues. On January 21st, about a week after the body was found, the examiner received a call from a person claiming to be the murderer who said he would be sending Short's belongings in the mail as proof to his claim. Oh, my
0: Lord.
2: Shortly thereafter, on the 24th, the examiners received a package with Short's birth certificate, photos, business cards, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover.
3: It was also Mark included oh,
2: yeah. was a letter pa- uh, pasted together from newspaper and magazine letter clippings that read... Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers here is Dahlia's belongings. uh, Letter to follow. Ah, You know when they do that thing when they cut up the news clippings and they put it making the. Yeah, man, that's cool. Like the Riddler. Mm. Yeah. 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 All of these items had been wiped down with gasoline, leaving no fingerprints behind. Though a partial fingerprint was found on the envelope, it was damaged in transport and never analyzed. Well, that's not very good. So that's crazy. So, someone has actually sent, like, her birth certificate, some photos, proof that that they had
0: her belongings Mm, on their
2: person. Bit strange, man.
0: As a deputy, what do you think of that? I think this is fishy. I think it's this is, t- the, I think
2: that was the killer who sent that information to the police. And just
0: like with many of these cases, yet again, this is a, a prime example of shoddy police
2: work. Yep. It would not happen in the sheriff's department, I can tell you that. I can that. tell you that it
0: definitely would not, and I believe you, deputy. I believe you. This is shoddy craftsmanship, shoddy work on the police. I mean, department. even
2: if it was a partial... Fingerprint, we would have still ran that, and we would have still got some hard, goddamn evidence Darn on Tatum. who that was. Mm-hmm. Even if it was half, Darn then that even could if have been the whole story? No, could no. I mean, are they even that right? They they said it was damaged and transport and it was never analyzed. You men- gon' analyze that? Are these men of the, even the law? Even if it's damaged, they they, m- they think they're men of the law. Or they cowboys? They they are cowboys. They're cowboys. And they thought we were cowboys. I thought
0: we were cowboys too, but it seems like they're cowboys.
2: On January 26th, another letter arrived. This handwritten note read, Here it is. Turning in, Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police. Black Dahlia Avenger. It's a bit of a weird one. Mm. The letter included a location. Police waited at the appointed time and place, but the author never showed.
1: Right. What is the deal with all these, like, mass murderers? He's in so much. Oh, that's what I they get it now. Off so he said, mm, here drum. it is,
2: turning in on Wednesday, January 29th. This letter was received on the 26th, so he was saying that he was going to turn himself in on January 29th, 10 a.m. Right. With the location, mm-hmm. right. but he didn't show. No show. Right. Afterward, the alleged killer sent a note made of letters cut and pasted from magazines to the examiner that said, have changed my mind. You would not give me a square deal. Darley, killing was justified. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yet again, everything sent by the person had been wiped clean with gasoline, so investigators couldn't fit any fingerprints from the ed- evidence. At one point, the LAPD had 750 investigators on the case and interviewed more than 150 potential suspects linked with the black Darley killing. Officers heard more than 60 confessions during the initial investigation, but none of them were considered legitimate. So 60 confessions. That's mm. mental. Why would you do that even?
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah? 60
0: different I people. I don't know. Do you know what this do is pointing to in my book? Maybe possible gangster activity. Mm. Because it's a quarter thing to do. I can imagine. If I was some mafia boss, I'd be like, you know what I'm going to do to cover our tracks? Uh, everyone did it.
2: We're going to get these you people to confess.
0: Get everyone, to con- get loads of people to
2: confess, and mm-hmm. then they ain't going to know, did Cause it? Because wasn't it a thing before that if you confessed, then the case was closed? I used uh, to be the way. But, yeah. but this is obviously not the way here because they... Too many they, people confessed.
1: Yeah, and they thought... gonna nope. arrest all 50. Do you know if this is where the whole newspaper magazine clipping letters came from, that whole trope? Well, it was like... A long time ago, so maybe it started here. Might yeah. the maybe first it, was one. A, it was. It was.
2: I'm a sure. That,
0: I'm sure, though, in some form or another, since the dawn of time, I spec. If there's kill, letters to cut killers, out, you'll cut them out. Killers have mm. taunted authorities, whatever that authority might be, with you know, with similar stuff. It's a primal thing. You're it's a, a killer thing. You mm. want attention. You want to ruffle some feathers. Whole
2: it, it's whole part of it, man.
0: Whole part. It's like that's the natural follow-up to the killing.
2: Since then, there have been more than 500 confessions. None of which led to anyone being charged
0: Why Man. oh why 500 That's crazy. crazy
2: At the time uh, uh, at, As time went on and the case went cold Many people assumed that the Black Dahlia murder was a, uh, was a date gone wrong Or that Short had run into a sinister stranger late at night while walking home After over 70 years The Black Dahlia murder case remains open But in recent years, a couple of intriguing and chilling theories have emerged. I'm looking
0: forward to this. Mm.
2: Shortly after his father's death in 1999, now-retired LAPD Detective Steve Hoddle was going through his dad's belongings when he noticed two photos of a woman who bore a striking resemblance to Elizabeth Short. After discovering these haunting images, Hoddle began using his skills as uh, he had gained as a policeman to investigate his own deceased father. Right. So he found these pictures in his dad's belongings right. of someone who resembled mm-hmm. her. And now he's using his uh, detective skills to right. understand if his father... He went down the rabbit hole. He went down the rabbit was hole. Was his, his father the, like one of the main guys on the case? Um, he, he just says he was a um, retired uh, LAPD detective. Um, I don't know what the um, thing of his father is. Right. Um, we might find out. Um, How Hada went through newspaper archives and witness uh, interviews from the case and even filed a Freedom of Information Act to obtain FBI files on the Black Dahlia murder. He also had a handwriting expert compare samples of his father's handwriting to the writing on some of the notes sent to the press from the alleged killer. The analysis found a strong possibility that his father's handwriting matched But the results were not conclusive.
0: Imagine finding out that your father
2: might have been the man that committed the Black Bullion murder. To such a savage murder like this as well. Damn. You know, we'll probably go back into it, but she got cut in half, got drained of blood, got her intestines pulled out, put under her buttocks, got got pieces of her breast uh, removed. Fecal matter. Fecal matter in her stomach. Oh, my God. Filled up. Oh, my God. Damn. On the grizzly side, the Black Dahlia crime scene photos showed that the, sh- uh, the short's body had been cut in a manner consistent with a hemiocorporectomy. I see. Hemiocorporectomy, a medical procedure that slices the body beneath the lumbar spine.
3: Oh, Hoddle's that's nasty. father that's had nasty. been a
2: doctor, so Hoddle's father was a doctor. Oh, I see. Now we're getting into it. Getting Hoddle's into it. father had been a doctor who attended medical school when this procedure was being taught in the 1930s. Additionally, Hoddle searched his father's archives at UCLA, finding a folder full of receipts for contracting work done on his childhood home. I see. I don't see how that has any... uh...
1: (laughs) What connection does that have? Yeah. He had some building work done once. (laughs) Ah,
2: in that folder... There was a receipt dated a few days before the murder For a large bag of concrete The same size and brand as a concrete bag Found near Elizabeth Short's body I see it's all coming around It's all
1: coming together It's all coming together
2: By the time Hoddle began his investigation Many of the police officers who originally worked at the case Were already dead However he carefully reconstructed conversations These officers had about the case Eventually Hoddle Complied, um, compiled all of his evidence into a 2003 bestseller called The Black Dolly Avenger, The True Story. And this is the man um, I'll just show you now. Uh, so this is his father, the, thing, the who he thought killed. Oh, yeah. I got, uh, you know what? I found See that m- mustache? I've
0: got a picture of him up here as well oh, yeah, on I the see. YouTubes. Mm. I got a picture of him. Mustachio, I'm
2: going to call him. Damn.
0: General Mustachio.
2: General Mustachio. So while fact checking the book, Los Angeles Times columnist Steve Lopez requested official police files from the case and made an important discovery. Shortly after the murder, the LAPD had six main suspects, suspects, and George Hoddle was on their list. George Hoddle. Right.
1: That's very interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: So he was actually on their list, like, you know, back in the day.
1: in Mm. Mm. In
2: fact, he was such a serious suspect. That his home was bugged in 1950, so the police could monitor his activities. Much of the audio was innocuous, but one chilling exchange struck out. 8:25 p.m. Woman screamed. Woman screamed again. It should be noted that the the, uh, the the woman not heard before the scream. But it should be noted, the woman not heard before the scream.
0: The woman was not heard before the scream, so right. there was no dialogue. There was just just suddenly a a female scream. Yeah, It was almost like she was bound. 8.25 p.m. So I can imagine, let's say, theoretically in this scenario, if he did hold Elizabeth short against her will, maybe he had her bound and gagged. At the house. But you could imagine, right, even if you were gagged, if something really was so horrible... You, you would make a, a noise man scream, yeah. sort of, you know, Unless loud your mouth
2: was completely stuffed yeah. With like socks or something
0: Yeah loud enough for an audio device To pick up on the shrieks. Mm, yeah. Even in
2: 1950 Yeah Later that day George Hoddle was overheard telling someone Realized there was nothing I could do Put a pillow over her head And cover her with a blanket Get a taxi Expired 1259 They thought they were uh, They thought there was something fishy Anyway, now they may have figured it out Killed her
0: What? Bam. Well, that seems a bit
2: That's ominous Yeah, how did they not what? pick him up? If, if they heard him say that,
1: you know? Mm, that seems he like cut and dry He did something wrong mm, He continued
2: Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia They couldn't prove it now They can't uh, talk to my secretary anymore Because she's dead Oh, my so lord. So that's almost like saying he killed his secretary as well, or she just might be dead for different reasons. That could have been the woman screaming.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I'm just sorry. I've, I've been looking up this man we've been talking. It seems like he he did stand trial as well for some very deplorable things. It says here. really, A doctor faces accusation in morals case. Daughter's story credited also an arrest of 13 boys.
3: Hmm. And then it's
0: going on about how... Um, the father, Dr. George Hoddle, 38, of 512 on Franklin Avenue, was booked in Hollywood Jail on district attorney's charges of two morals offenses. Uh, yeah. Morals offenses, hmm. I don't know Damn. exactly what that means, but, um...
2: Doesn't sound very moral. Mor-
0: no, it sounds like he was done <laughs> for sounds something... Sounds quite
2: immoral, actually. He was being immoral, people. He was being immoral. Even after this shocking revelation, which seems to support that George Hoddle killed short... And possibly also his secretary The Black Dahlia case still hasn't been officially closed However, this hasn't stopped Steve Hovel from investigating his father Steve Havel, sorry He says he has found details from dozens of other murders That could possibly be connected to his father Implicating him not only as the Black Dahlia murder But also as a deranged serial killer Wow Damn Hoddle's research has even uh, garnered some attention from law enforcement. In 2004, Stephen R. K., the head deputy for the L.A. County District Attorney Office, said that if George Hoddle was still alive, he would have he would have enough to indict indict him for the Elizabeth Short murder. That's quite damning as well. Mm. That your own son mm. reckons he has enough evidence. Yeah, he so. must like feel like so like. I can't believe you Disgusted. did this father I need to dig up all this So I know the truth about you Yeah You mm. crazy man You crazy father In 2017 British author Pew Eatwell Announced that she had Finally solved The decades old case And published her findings In a book called Black Dahlia Red Rose The crime Corruption And cover up Of America's greatest Unsolved murder The real culprit She claimed Was Leslie Dillon A man who policed Briefly Who police briefly considered the primary suspect But only let go However She also claimed there was much more to the case Besides the killer himself According to Eatwell Dylan, who walked as a bellhop What's a bellhop? Do you know what a bellhop is? Um, I'm not sure Maybe in like working in a hotel
0: Something Mm. to do with a little bell Or something like that I don't know Or maybe in a hospital You know, someone's got a little bell You come running
2: Hmm Hop so, to the bell Hop so rec- to it So according to this lit lady Dylan who worked As a bellhop Murdered short At the behest Of Mark Henson Right a, ni- a local nightclub And movie theater owner Who worked with Dylan Right So this is two Completely other people That they're they're Saying about now from this crazy uh, man who
0: yeah i uh, think sorry i've just looked up bellhop it seems like yeah back in the day if you were a bellhop you'd work oh, in like a I hotel see. yeah and you'd be one of the guy that like carried the luggage to yeah, the room man yeah you I, have I a know. little uniform back in those like days a porter yeah you have like a nice little hat and nice little sort of suit and would... yeah
2: they're quite smart people sometimes get in someone's car like, yeah, maybe you maybe. know you know when they drop off the car at the front of the hotel and you get that in. That might yeah, be a slightly yeah. different. Oh, uh, probably a different role. Yeah, I imagine.
0: But yeah, the the bellhop man was is all about the luggage. It seems all about the customer satisfaction in the luggage department.
2: Oh yeah, so uh, Hanson was another suspect that had bellhop. eventually been let go, bellhop. and and the owner. Sorry, man, what's going on? Bellhop. <laughs> bellhop. <laughs> bellhop. <laughs> Bellhop.
4: <laughs> Bellhop.
2: Sorry, can continue on with <laughs> So Hansen was another um, uh, suspect that eventually been let go and the owner of the address book that had been mailed to the examiner. He later claimed that he gave the address book to Short as a gift. I see. So he's tied to some of the evidence that was sent to the you know, the examiner I see. initially. Mm. Right, right. Short had reportedly stayed with Hanson a few nights And he was one of the last people reported to have spoken with her Before her death in a phone call on January 8th Eatwell alleges that Hanson was infuriated with Short And came on to her and Sorry, not infuriated Infatuated with Short And came on to her, he liked her Though she rebuffed his advances No, don't you get anywhere near me if you I don't like you, you're an old man Yep uh, then he supposedly called on Leslie Dillon to take care of her. Hanson, it seemed, knew Dillon was capable of murder, but didn't realize just how deranged she really was. You deranged son of a gun! So, so, so th- this is Hanson who, uh, um, who is this guy that uh, that came on to her, but mm-hmm. then she didn't want none of it. That's quite creepy. Um, so he, so he asked another guy called Leslie Dillon to right. do the murder but he didn't realize how deranged Leslie right. Dillon actually was uh, previously Leslie Dillon had worked as a mortician's assistant where he could have potentially learned how to bleed a body dry I see and this is Leslie Dillon
0: there's I got a picture Dang. of him up right here
2: he's a handsome fellow I can tell you that well, but uh, sweet deal. he did wa- work in a morgue That's it. So, Eatwell also discovered from police records that Dylan knew details about the crime that had not yet been released to the public. One detail was that Short had a tattoo of a rose on her thigh, which had been cut out and shoved inside her vagina. Oh, my Lord. That's, that's another not very nice a, part of this tale. Nice that's
0: next level graphic. So she had
2: a little uh, tattoo of a rose on her thigh. To cut that Damn. off and to
0: stick that in a woman's intimate place, that is disturbing, disgusting Damn! Just thing to do.
2: For his part, Dylan claimed to be an aspiring crime writer and told authorities that he was writing a book about the Dahlia case, which never materialized. In so case. that's why he's saying that's why they're... He's saying that he knew about parts of the murder. Which right. That's still right. a little bit. I don't... You know, that he was writing a book about it. Right. But I don't know how he would have come across that information unless so, he did it. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. That is strange.
2: Despite all the evidence pointing to him, Dylan was never charged with the crime. Eatwell claims he was released due to Mark Hansen's ties to some of the cops at the LAPD. While Eatwell believes the department was corrupt to begin with... She also thinks that Hansen contributed largely to its corruption by exploiting his ties to certain offices. Another disco- discovery that lent itself to Eatwell's theory was a crime scene found at a local motel. During her research, Eatwell came across a report by a- Aston Motel um, owner Henry Hoffman. The Aston Motel was a small tank cabin facility near the University of, uh, University of Southern California. On the morning of January 15, 1947, he opened the door to one of his cabins and found the room covered in blood and fecal matter. In another cabin, he discovered that someone had left a bundle of women's clothes wrapped up in brown paper, which also stained with blood. Instead of reporting the crime, Hoffman simply cleaned it up. Why would you to, Yeah, why would you do why? that? Yeah He had been arrested Four days earlier For beating his wife And didn't want to risk Another run in with the police Okay that's why But it's still a bit weird I see I see. So he beat his wife Four days prior Mm. Come to work Saw all this crazy Fecal matter and blood and I'm
0: not getting involved In this I'm just gonna (laughs)
2: clean this up I'm already in hot doo doo Eatwell believes The motel Is where Elizabeth Short Was murdered Eyewitness reports, though uncorroborated, claim that a woman who resembled Short was seen at the motel shortly before the murder. Eatwell's theories have not been proven, as everyone involved with the original Black Dahlia murder case is most likely dead by now, and many official LAPD documents remain locked up away in the vaults. However, Eatwell remains confident in her findings and truly believes that she solved the mysterious and gruesome case of the Black Dahlia murder. Though we stole, still don't know for certain who killed, killed the Black Dahlia, these recent theories present compelling cases, and it is possible that the truth is still out there, just waiting for the right investigation to finally bring it to the light. Right. Damn. the, the end of the case. That's the end of the case. That's all it got. So it's crazy, right. so it's got like two uh, two main suspects, two I would say. Two ones are
0: looking pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Mark Hansen and the other fella. Mm. Leslie Dillon. Leslie Dillon. Right, yeah. I see, I see. So, yeah, it's uh, an
2: intriguing case. I really don't know what
0: to make of it. I don't know who I think did it. To be honest with you, I don't know. When
2: I was reading the first part about the uh, the yeah, the, the the man, mm. the, uh, the the dad, the yeah. father,
1: yeah, the father. I mean,
2: that sounded the the fact that they um, heard him talking about yeah, like, like, you and, know, the that the and the screams and the screams and the and the the cement bag that he bought a couple uh, of days yeah. before the murder. Seems I, pretty incriminating. Me, but then the other one like was pretty. Next uh, up. Mm, Yeah,
1: man. Some evidence on the other one as well, but that's it, man. That's it. So strange that there's two different, like, main suspects. With quite a lot of evidence. Yeah, they both Mm. sound so believable.
0: Mm. Well, it seems like, you know, she obviously, I assume, didn't mean to, but she seemed to have gotten on the wrong side of a couple of people, or maybe it's more accurate to say she got on the right side of them, but then didn't want anything more to do with them. ...thus causing resentment and then increasingly rage inside the hearts of these individuals. Mm. Um, You know, it's hard to pinpoint an an exact individual, obviously, or a sole individual that had motive against her... ...because it seemed like there were several. Um, I said, and I'm certainly not saying that was her fault in any way. I said she seemed to rub up people, whether it was in the right way or the wrong way. And um, unfortunately drew a lot of attention to
2: herself. Mm. Led to her demise. Yeah, man. For me, it was like the brutality of this case that uh, was uh, shocking. Was, was was shocking to me. Yeah. Like yeah. how someone can just uh, yeah cut someone in half like that. I mean, murder is always a tragic thing. Yeah. But
0: I mean, when you hear about things like cutting off tattoos and, uh, and shoving yeah. up in your private and the parts, face or Glasgow smiles, and dis- this poor woman was disemboweling and force- forced feces, yeah, maybe. That's next-level barbarism. Mm. Next-level barbarism, folks. Well, I don't know what to make of this case. I don't know who I think did it, honestly. I do not know. Maybe if... It's still um, an unsolved mystery. Maybe if, uh, you know, some good sheriffs actually tackled the case back in the day. um, We could have nipped it in the bud before Mm. it became lost to the sands of time. But we'll never know. We'll never know.
2: It's sad that the killer... Was still out there until he must have passed away. Yeah, just got to live his life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, brutal. Well, do you gentlemen have anything more to say? I don't like
2: murder. I don't like death. I agree with Drew. Well, well said, Deputy Raymond Jr. Um, well said. I mean, I don't like death when it's, uh, forced murder. When it's murder, murder, yeah. I, I, I mean, death is a natural part of life. Yeah. Of so I, so I, I appreciate that.
0: We need to like respect that as a normal part of nature. But mm. I mean, let's face it: this woman was taken before her time in a grotesque and brutal fashion uh, by uh, by a psychopathic killer, you know, who was capable of uh, disgusting acts, of brutality. Um, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> so, folks, um, thank you for joining us this week on Pandora's Box. We hope we've had a good one. Um rest in peace, Elizabeth Short. We hope that you are now resting safe in heaven. We'll see you next week once again for more Pandora's Box shenanigans Next week is my turn. Yours truly, Cletus Jackson, for the Mystery. And who knows what we'll be talking about. Have a good week, everyone. Until then, stay safe out there, whatever you're doing. Oh, it's time for our song. Oh, yeah, baby. I almost Songs forgot. Keep tuned in now Stay for this tuned song, dance. baby. It's, time for, oh, it's damn. not the end of the show. It'll be the end of the show in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, when me and Drew finish bringing you our song of the week. So let's see what we can come up with, folks. Um, and let us know if you've been enjoying the tracks. You know, the tracks that we've been doing. Last week was Tome of Woe. Week before that, we had Apocalyptic World. Week before that, we had Keeping the Hands of Bay. Um, So who knows what we're going to come up with this week. Cheers, folks. Enjoy our track, and um, thanks for tuning in as always. Love you. Oh, I need to give a quick shout-out, I just remembered, um, to uh, Millie from Malawans in town. I went to pick up a tie the other day. Nice tie me, a prawn pie tie, a chicken mass man, some spare ribs to be exact. This was on um, last Saturday. Uh, Went in there. Nice young lady who uh, met me at the counter was like, You know what? Every time you come in for food, I think, where do I know you from? She said, and then I realized you're the Pandora's box guy, aren't you? And I was like, (laughs) "Why, yes, I am, ma'am. You listen to Pandora's box, do you? And she was like, yes, I do. And I was like, well, thank you very much for listening. She went to the kitchen to get my food when she passed over. I said, what's your name, young lady? She said, Millie. I said, okay, Millie. I'll give you a shout out on the show. And I almost forgot, but I didn't. So there it is. Thank Thank you, Millie. You are a friend of the pod. Um, thank you for your service to me every time I come to Malawans. And thank you just in general to Malawans, the Thai restaurant in Bridgewater, Somerset, for just the delicious Thai cuisine. I love Thai food. Um, yeah, what can I say? I've had many a delicious meal um, from Malawans. So thanks, Millie. Thanks to all at Malawans. And thank you to all our friends of the pod. Um, and I'm just going to quickly give a shout-out to Jack Pop as well because I can't remember if I gave a shout-out to him before. I know I told him I'd give him a shout-out, and I can't remember if I ever did. Funnily enough, I saw him in Malawans as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Malawans seems to be a hub. Malawans Restaurant, Bridgewater, is a hub for Pandora's <laughs> Box listeners. Um, obviously, Thai food and Pandora's Box clearly goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks all. We love you, friends of the pod. unite. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Enjoy our
2: song now. She's Cheers, folks. Awesome, Hallelujah.